Welcome to Intention, an audio podcast focused on transforming the future of work. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Gray, purposely introducing reflective questions that hold us in a state of tension to explore timeless work, life, and leadership contradictions. Join me each week as we grapple with our collective leadership responsibility to ignite a new, intentional way of human well-being in our workplaces. Twenty twenty-three, man, we are living in intense times. Everywhere I look, there's all kinds of initiatives popping up on our global work stage. They all seem to be focused on helping our employees thrive. I'm currently in America, where the Surgeon General has officially declared that mental health and well-being is a new crisis in corporate America. And while I do think this is true, globally. I just don't feel like we are ready to thrive. Now, don't cancel me, not yet. Give me a chance to explain what I mean. As an organizational leadership consultant to Fortune 500 global leaders and their organizations for the past 30 years, I've had a really good run. I've been well paid to travel around the world observing and explaining human behavior, analyzing their leaders' motivations, and really helping them to transform their organizational cultures. And I've had the best adventures as a facilitator of change, as a leadership coach to some of the world's most influential leaders. It's really allowed me to become deeply engaged in the countless ways that leaders find themselves in a state of tension with uncertainty and complexity in the workplace. During my days, I spend my time talking with clients. And some of these are authentically vulnerable conversations. And what's so clear to me is that people everywhere are hurting. Some physically and almost all emotionally. The impact of the pandemic is still very much alive, even in the midst of us returning to the office. Whether we're there three days a week or we're on a dispersed team, or our organization is downsizing or quitting, or even if we're mourning the loss of our loved ones, we're in recovery. I think our world is still changing. It's still uncertain. And I believe that we are actually in the depths of healing. And healing requires time. It requires acknowledgement. Healing, as you know, can be all-consuming. There's a sense of loss. Uh, disorientation maybe, you feel alone and oftentimes you're just unsure of whether you are really wanting to lean into this recovery journey or give up. So yeah, I do see a future world in which all people are thriving, but I think we need to understand and prioritize where healing fits into our journey towards thriving. And I don't think the journey has to be a lonely one. That's, I'm I'm curious, I'm exploring this right now, how we can make this journey an enjoyable one. In this podcast series, I'm exploring the leadership and organizational contradictions that add to this intensity that we're all experiencing. And I want to reflect on the adaptive mindset and the skills we need to have in our toolbox that allow us 
to hold multiple perspectives as we sit in tension with our feelings and our thoughts about the world that we're living and we're working in. And I'm inviting my colleagues in the leadership development industry to come in and disrupt those stories that we've told ourselves for decades about leadership and organizational change. And I'm bringing in some of our clients to dream up the questions we need to ask ourselves to help us heal by talking about the routines and the habits that keep us on autopilot mode. And I'm inviting you to join me in being intentional about transforming ourselves into new ways of being in the workplace. I'm hoping you'll enjoy some of my raw honesty. I hope you'll find comfort in knowing that you're not alone in this intensity. And I think there's lots of podcasts out there for people to connect to as humans or to reflect meaningfully on things relevant to our personal lives. And I'm sure you probably already have seen the apps and the podcasts available for organizational leaders. You know, if you're interested in upskilling or reskilling or driving performance or leading your organization through change. But I think we need one now that merges um, these two things together, personal and professional, because those lives are no longer separate, are they? Not anymore. And we can't keep compartmentalizing and we don't want to. That takes energy. That takes effort. And when we're healing, I think it's really important to be intentional about where you place your attention and your effort and how you set your intentions. So yeah, here I am. I'm launching this series to consciously surface and talk about the complexity that we're all experiencing and to help us hold this tension mindfully and purposely towards positive disruption and change. And now this intensity, for me, feels like a familiar friend. Growing up as a child, I remember constantly being told that I was too intense. Lighten up, they would tell me. Every time I would ask another question, I'd follow their response with, but why? And despite attending an all-girls Catholic high school in the Caribbean, where the nuns, the sisters, insisted on silent reflection on ourselves. as we, When we walked from classroom to classroom, we were asked to do it silently so we could reflect on what we just learned. Despite that, my Jamaican mother, oh, she was frequently frustrated with what she probably perceived as my constant insubordination to my elders, right? I had many detentions after school. Uh, I remember my younger brother, he would quickly leave the room when my British father would pull me aside and quietly remind me to let things be. And between my husband waking up before I do every morning, I think he does that to make sure he gets at least one cup of coffee in him before I bombard him with my overnight reflections. And oh gosh, my poor children feeling like they're held hostage at every family meal, right? We process their school experiences through whatever latest people dynamics research I'm consumed with that week. I think I've probably become even more intense as I have moved through adulthood and have raised a family of near adult children. I'm always seeking a deeper understanding of how to ignite what I can only describe as a compelling need, a personal need that's necessary for anyone to actually move through the discomfort of disrupting ourselves in order to truly change. So yeah, I think we are absolutely living and working in intense times, 
But maybe, perhaps, it's my own intensity that makes me the right person to host this reflective and generative dialogue with you. If you think about what that word intense means or what it means to be living in such a disorienting or such a complex time where multiple truths exist and diverse perspectives create, I don't know, countless personal realities. I get curious, what does it feel like to live and work from a point of continuous tension? This word intense is an early 15th century French word that means of great extreme. I think that's what intense translates to in this, in this word that it started with in France. And the expression to be intention means to be stretched or strained, either physically or emotionally. Yet, for me, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference between stretching yourself and feeling strained, right? Ironically, this was a, a lesson I learned years ago Uh, I got to experience what is the difference between stretching and feeling strained from a yoga instructor who helped me discover the value of learning to sit in, in discomfort long enough to allow my muscles to stretch, to accommodate the position I was putting my body in. And I think about that because living in a world that's continuously complex and uncertain means that we will probably often find ourselves in unfamiliar new positions And how we learn to lean into stretching our thinking, stretching our tolerance, our preferences, or even our comfort or discomfort with change, well, that might be the very thing we need to focus on in order to reduce the strain. So I invite you to sit in tension with me as I explore timeless leadership and workplace contradictions. And I invite you to join me in this podcast series to reflect on how we can increase our capacity for stretching our mental models and the stories that keep them in place. I hope each conversation will surface opportunities for cognitive dissonance as we look at uh, various disorienting dilemmas that occur and are occurring in, in our everyday organizational life. Because these dilemmas, I think, hold the potential to open pathways to transformative learning and change. So yeah, let's, let's disrupt ourselves together just for a moment each week. Let's hit pause on our autopilot routines. Let's discover some new insights about the feelings and thoughts we have deep within us and the hopes of creating profound and new ways of being. Let's be in tension together, collectively, from climate change, social change, from the shock of the pandemic to the slow collapse of the global economy. Let's, let's just stretch ourselves in the most gentle ways to heal. And to create new choices and new narratives that will take us into a world in which all people are actually ready to thrive. In my next conversation, I'm going to introduce a new era of organizational leadership as a concept. And let's explore leadership, not as a title or a role, but as a responsibility for the future of humanity. Thanks for joining me intention.